Hallelujah. Open up with me in the book of Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. This morning's lesson is going to be pertaining to ministering to the sick. My job as your pastor is to equip you for the work of ministry. My, my job as a pastor is not just to preach to you on Sunday morning and hope to see you again next week. That's the only part of it. My job is to equip you to do what Jesus wants you to do on this earth. And everybody can be used in some way, shape, or form for Jesus. You are his hands today. You are his feet today. The Holy Spirit of the living God lives in you today. You are what the, the New Testament calls a believer. Amen? Amen. And you have been anointed, and the anointed one lives in you, but you have to use and activate this anointing for it to, to flow into other people's lives. We just don't want to get filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues and having the power to heal the sick and cast out demons and sit in a lazy boy recliner and never use it. We need to use it in this world. Amen? So my job is to activate you. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. The Bible says, He himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers. For, verse 12, the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edification of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to perfect, to a per perfect man or mature man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. What I want to show you out of that is the fivefold ministry is known as the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. Jesus Christ, hallelujah, gave those gifts to the body of Christ, to the church. We are the church. We are the body of Christ. Amen. I'm part of the body of Christ. You are part of the body of Christ. You belong to the body of Christ worldwide. Amen. We're not just what you see here, that ain't what you're just connected to. You're connected to the body of Christ worldwide. If they are, if they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection, they are, are baptized into the body of Christ. And you are uh, in the body of Christ. You have brothers and sisters all over the world. Some you, most you'll never see nor know, uh, especially in other countries. But they are just as much your brothers and sisters bought and purchased by the blood as anybody. Amen. 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 But Jesus Christ gave these gifts to the body of Christ for the edification of the body so that the church would grow up and be strong, that the church would be put in order and stay in order. And uh, the pastors are put there to feed the sheep. But these fivefold ministry gifts were given to the body for one purpose, to to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Amen? Amen? If you're a child of God, God has a ministry for you. Amen? Right. He has a ministry for you. A lot of people today just going to church but ain't looking to be to ever to be used. That's not biblical. That's, right. That's not biblical at all for us just to be pew sitters. 
We are to be used by God in some some way that he desires for us to be used. Amen. But we're all disciples of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And we all have the Holy Ghost inside of us. When we got saved, we got sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. <clears throat> Hallelujah. But there is another uh, uh, infilling, a baptism of the Holy Spirit. And that is to empower the church for the work of ministry. Amen? Amen. In Acts chapter 2, hallelujah, the Lord told them to go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father. What were they waiting on? They were waiting on the, on the Holy Ghost to come. They were waiting for the mighty Russian wind to come. They were waiting to be empowered to do ministry. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So all that came to pass. The church was baptized in the Holy Spirit, and the early church began to walk in the supernatural. The, 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 one thing that the church don't ever want to exclude from its services is the supernatural. That's right. We need to see the supernatural again. We need to see a demonstration of God's Spirit and power today. So men's faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Amen. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20, that the kingdom of God is not in word only, but also in power. Amen. We need to have the power in our churches again. Yes. Our young teenagers need to see the power of God again. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. They don't need to go looking at, at, at Harry Potter, hallelujah, or some other kind of... Uh, 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 demonic work looking for power. They, everybody should be able to come into the house of God and see the supernatural power of God. Amen? Amen. Any church that don't believe in the supernatural power of God, hallelujah, has excluded one of the greatest things and the characteristics of Almighty God Himself. If you take the miracle working power of God out, out, out of the church, you've taken God out of the church. Because God is a miracle worker. Amen? Do y'all believe in miracles in here? Do y'all believe in signs and wonders? Do y'all want to see it in here? If you want to see it, hallelujah, God will do it. Amen? Have faith in what God can do. Hallelujah. Have faith in what God can do. Hallelujah. Rebuke your doubts. Hallelujah. Rebuke any unbelief. And have faith in what God can do. Because what God has done, God always will do. Amen. God, not the, the supernatural power of God of yesterday. He's the supernatural power of God. The same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Amen. That's what our Jesus is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm trying to stir, stir you up today. Amen. Stir up. The Bible says the gifts and the callings of God on the inside of God's people. Stir them up. Sometimes, you know, if you ain't careful, you can have a gift, but you can just about let your fire go out. And the, and the, and the fire has to be rekindled, has to be blown on. The embers have to be blown on again. And then when that, once that, they, they, they get hot again, the flames start burning hot again, and then you start operating in your gifts and your calling again. Amen? Amen. Amen. Don't never let anything, hallelujah, get you out of what you've been called to do. Amen. Ministering to the sick is something that I believe today the church needs to hear just about as much as anything. If you look around, our hospitals are full. That's right. Amen. Amen. It don't matter what hospital you go to, they're full. That's right. If you go and you try to get in, you got to wait on a bed. That's 
right. And you might have to wait a day or you might have a day or two. I've, I've, I've known lately that they kind of start putting people in the halls. It's a common thing overseas to see people in, in on the outside of the of the hospital because the hospitals ain't as big as they are in America. They may have one room and put 16 people in one room in, in Thailand. Wow. And when they ain't got room in there, they'll start stacking them along the, the hallways outside. They'll be everywhere. But I'm telling you, wherever you go, there seems to be sickness and disease running rapid in the world. So what do we need to do? We need to know that our Savior, Jesus Christ, is the great physician. Amen. We need to be built up in faith, knowing that no matter what's going on in the world, hallelujah, we serve a God that does miracles, signs, and wonders, and he is the great physician, and there's nothing that he can't heal. That's right. We need to know that. Not only know that, we need to believe that. We not only need to believe that Jesus healed in the Bible, we need to believe he healed today. Yes. Amen. 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 If you're here this morning and you're battling some type of sickness, listen, have faith in God. Amen. Believe God to heal you. I've known people that battle uh, arthritis and all kind of sicknesses for years. I know, I know that I've seen them in one night at a revival service through the laying on of hands. I've seen them walk out and be healed of something the doctor said they would never be healed from. I've seen God Almighty do what the doctor said could not, could not be done. God can do it. Jesus can do it. The Holy Ghost can do it. So, minister to the sick. Let's find out first of all about our God concerning healing. Healing. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 15 and verse 26. You may want to take notes. You may want to take notes. It said, God told the children of Israel, I am the God that healeth thee. He didn't say I was the God that healeth thee. He said I am the God that healeth thee. Hallelujah. And God, the Bible says, the word of God says that our God does not change. Did y'all hear me? Amen. Our God don't change. Yes. He said, I am the God to heal a thief. He still is today. Yes. Do you know when God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, when Moses brought them out, the word of God says that there were none feeble among them. I want you to know when you look at the Ten Commandments on the movie, it's not true. They came out and some of them were, they were toting some of them on a, on a cop. They were, some of them came out with a cane. Some of them come out and they couldn't see. Somebody was leading them. That ain't true. Whenever God brought them out, the Bible said there was none feeble among them. And during the 40 years in the wilderness, their shoes on their feet didn't walk, wear out, neither did the clothes on their back wear out. That's right. And God fed them supernaturally day and night. God took care of them supernaturally in the wilderness. Amen. Hallelujah. But I want you to know when they came out, they didn't let them come out blind. When God called them out of Egypt and they left Egypt, the Bible said there was not one feeble among them. They wasn't none of them. Didn't none of them have a limp. Didn't none of them could that was not one that couldn't hear. They wasn't none of them, hallelujah, that had a tumor on the side of the neck. They wasn't none of them had no cancer spots on them. 
There was none feeble among them. God said, I am the God that healeth thee. Whenever he brought them out, he brought them out whole, healed, delivered, made whole. God was making a statement to the world. These are my children, and I want you to look how I bless my children. Yes. Amen. 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 God's good. And I believe with all my heart he wants his children well. Amen. I believe God wants his children well, healed, made whole, set free. Amen. I believe you ought to be the most cheerful, joyful people on the planet. Hallelujah. I believe you ought to have so much of Jesus on you and Jesus done something for you that everywhere you go you got somebody, you got to tell somebody what he's done for you. Amen. The doctor said, I couldn't do this. The doctor said, I would never get healed of this. The doctor said, I'm going to always have to take this medicine. But I went to church down there at harvest time, and that pastor laid his hands on me in the name of Jesus, and I've been healed ever since. Amen. I'm telling you, Jesus can heal you this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. You've got to have more faith in Jesus than you do the doctor. That's right. Hello. Amen. I said, Amen. 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 Yes. Exodus 15, 26. God said, I am the God that healeth thee. Some more scriptures. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5. I'm giving you scriptures because this will build your, build your faith. One thing about receiving healing is you have to build your faith sometimes for it. You have to build your faith. Amen? Amen. Build up your faith. Everything you get from God, you get it by faith. Isaiah 53, 5 said, By whom, whose stripes you were healed. You were healed. Some people today, we asking God to heal us when if you look at it literally, according to God's word, Jesus is saying, I already paid for your healing over 2,000 years ago. It ain't about what he got to do. It's what we need to receive. Amen. Did you get that? Amen. It's something that we have to receive that's already been paid in full by Jesus Christ through his death, burial, and his resurrection. Healing has already been provided for the body of Christ and any of those that will believe in him. Amen. Exodus 53, 5 said, By his stripes, the stripes that were on his back, before he went to the cross, they took Jesus to the whipping post. Mm -hmm. And they beat him with 40 stripes. And the, by those stripes that were put on his back by a whip a, with a cat of nine tails on the end that had glass and stone that were cut into his, into his flesh, he took 40 of those. And by his stripes that he took, he took them for a reason. Mm -hmm. So you would be healed. Amen. Healing has already been paid for Amen. on Calvary. Amen. Amen. Amen? Not going to be already paid for yes. in full. Amen. Another scripture is Psalm 103. <coughs> Psalms 103 talks about the benefits of adoption. 
And it says, who forgives all your sins. That's benefit number one. Thank God that your sin, hallelujah, if are forgiven. When you confess your sin to Jesus Christ, your sins are blotted out. Hallelujah, he remembers them no more. The second one that benefit, he says, who heals all your diseases. Y'all, have y'all looked at your Bible this morning? It says who heals all, not some, but all of your diseases. Amen. 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 Who forgives all your sins, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with love and kindness and tender mercy and satisfies your mouth with good things. But I wanted to show you in Psalm 103 verse 2, he heals all your diseases. That's the God. That's the Jesus that we serve. He heals them all. Then you look at Psalm 107 verse 20. These are healing scriptures. These are scriptures that you need to know whenever you're battling something. These are the words that you need, the word you need to be standing on. If you're going through uh, something physically in your body, you need to be speaking and declaring and decreeing the word of God over your life. You need to be believing for healing. You need to be believing, hallelujah, for a miracle. Well, I want you to know it's God's good pleasure to give you a miracle. It's his, it's, it gives him honor to heal you. All he wants you to do is believe it. That's your part. Psalm 107 verse 20 said, He sent his word and healed them. The word of God has already been sent. Jesus Christ is the word. That became flesh and dwelt among us. And the word's already been sent. The stripes have already been, been appropriated on his back. And healing has already been provided for everyone sitting in here today. And anybody watching by media today. Healing's already been provided. Um, Acts chapter 10 verse 38. We went from the Old Testament. Now we're going to come on up to the New Testament. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. The word Christ means he is the anointed one. The word Messiah, he is the anointed one. Jesus is the anointed one. The Bible says in Acts chapter 10 verse 38, how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost, and with power, who went about doing what? Good. good. What did he do? Good. He went about doing good and doing what? Healing. Healing what? All. Hallelujah. That was oppressed by who? The devil. The devil. Who doing the oppression? The devil. the devil. What does Jesus do? He heals them. And it is what? It's a good act. Hallelujah. Jesus likes to see you healed. Hallelujah. That's the goodness of God being declared to you. Hallelujah. When he heals you, when you walk in whole, praise God, it gives him glory, honor, and praise to see you walking in good health. Amen. Amen. There's a lot of sickness going on in the world. But I believe with all my heart 
They ain't no sickness under the sun that Jesus Christ don't have the power to heal. Amen. I believe it. Now, my job as your pastor is to equip you to learn how to minister to the sick. Do you know ministering to the sick brings a lot of people into the kingdom of God? Amen. People that are sick and they see the, see the glory of God and the, and the power of God move upon their life and they become whole. Listen, that, that attracts them to come to Jesus. Amen? Amen? When Jesus ministered to the sick and he healed, healed the multitude, listen, more people kept coming. More people kept coming. People that hurt, that went to the doctor, and like the lady in, in Mark chapter 5, had the issue of blood for 13 years. Hallelujah, couldn't find no hope. Somebody told her about Jesus. Right. And guess what she did? She went and found him. That's right. She went looking for him. She said, I got to find this man because this doctor that I done, I done been to for the last 13 years, he done drained me dry. He done took all my money, and I got worse instead of better. And he said, but somebody told her the good news. The good news is there's a man out there walking, hallelujah, that's healing the lame, making the blind see, even raising the dead. What's his name? His name is Jesus the Christ. She said, I got to find him. Amen. And she did. And we know the rest of the story. She touched the hem of his garment and she was made whole. Amen. Now the doctor said that's impossible. The doctor said, that's out of my hands. We can't do anything. You know, it's true. Our doctors on this planet are limited by what they can do. They can do a lot these days. They can do things that we thought never could be done with the procedures that they can do today. And it's amazing what they can do. But they are still limited by what they can do. But I want you to know our God is not limited by what he can do. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I'm not saying throw your doctors away. I'm not saying throw your medicine away. But I'm up here to tell you, they ain't nothing too big for Jesus to heal. That's right. I believe that. Do you believe it? Because if you don't believe it, don't worry about it. Just keep taking your medicine. Amen. That's as good as it's going to get. Are you, if you're satisfied with that, that's okay. I'm going to tell you there's a better way. But it's going to take faith. You have to dig in. You may have to pray. And you may have to fast. Hello? May have to fast too. Some of these don't go out about prayer and fasting. Have we done everything we, got, we should do to believe God for a miracle? Sometimes you have to dig in, y'all. All we want somebody to do, we want to go down to the church where they believe in healing. We want the pastor to, to rub a little oil on his hand, slap it on my head, say, be made whole, and we go home home. But we don't want to do nothing. We don't want to read our Bible. We don't want to pray. We don't want to fast. We won't do nothing on our part. We want the pastor to pay for it all. Amen. 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 We want the easy route. But ministering to the sick was something that was very close to the heart of Jesus. In Matthew chapter 10, when Jesus began to equip his disciples for the work of ministry, he told them in Matthew chapter 10 verse 1, he said to the 12, he said, I'm giving you 
power to go preach the gospel of the kingdom. Okay? And then he said, I want you to go heal the sick and cast out demons. That's the three things that I'm equipping you to do today. When you leave me, you go out there in those villages. You go out there in the highways and the hedges. And he said, I want you to preach the gospel. I want you to tell them about me. But whenever you tell them about me, he said, I also, I'm giving you the power to heal the sick and to cast out demons. Amen? Amen. Same thing is written in Luke chapter 9. Same thing. Go preach, heal the sick, cast out demons. Matthew chapter 10, verse 7 and 8. He said, go preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leopards, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely has been given. Freely, freely you have received. Freely go give. Amen? Amen. So the ministry is more than just preaching. Jesus said, when you go, I also want you to heal the sick. You know, you'll be surprised how many people won't listen to you because you won't tell them about Jesus. They won't. If you, anybody ever been there and done that? You get rejected. I just want to tell you about how good Jesus is. I'm sorry, let me finish pumping my gas here. I got business to do. I'm sorry I can't wait. But let me, you catch somebody that's sick, running a high fever, got some infection in the body, got a bad back, bad knee, bad eyesight. Hey, this Jesus that I serve, he can, I, I believe that if we pray, he can heal you. Amen. And they say, well, let's just see. Well, they don't sound like they got much faith, right? But you know what? Jesus, I've seen Jesus go across the border to heal them just to show them that he is the Son of God and that he is the God of compassion and he's the God of mercy and he'll touch them and heal them. They can't ever say that Jesus didn't do something for them. It's up to them to fully turn and repent and accept him. But I've seen him be merciful concerning healing of unbelievers. So whenever you minister to the sick, the first thing you want to do, and I want y'all to take this serious now, because y'all, we all run across people every day that are sick. At work. Shopping. Our neighbors. Wherever. These people that's going through sicknesses, physical infirmities. The number one thing you want to do whenever you pray for them is remember that you pray in the name of Jesus. That's right. That's the name Amen. above every name. Amen. Now I'm fixing to give you some scriptures for that. Right. You got to have scriptures for everything. Acts chapter 4, verse 29. Write this down now. Go home and study it out for yourself. I'll tell you what, let's start with... Acts chapter 3, verse 16. Acts 3, 16. No, not 16. Verse 6. I'm sorry. Acts chapter 3, verse 6. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but such as I do have, I give unto you. In 
the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Amen. When he was praying for the lame man, what name did he pray? Jesus Christ. In the name. Jesus. He mentioned the name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise and walk. And guess what happened? The anointing started to flow. The anointing of the Holy Spirit started to flow into that man that had never walked for 40 years. Peter invoked the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And he began to see miracles, signs, and wonders break out everywhere. Acts 3.16, Peter used the name of Jesus Christ. When you're praying for the sick, you don't pray in his name. You pray, mention his name, what I'm saying. I hear a lot of people when they get done praying, they say, and in your name, Lord. In your name. Or in his name. I'm like, are you ashamed of his name? Why ain't you saying, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth? In the name of Jesus Christ. Instead of ending your prayer with, and in his name. Well, you know whose name you're praying in. But if you're praying around some unbelievers, they don't know whose name you're talking about. That's why it's very important that you mention the name of Jesus whenever you're praying for the sick. Acts chapter 4, verse 29. Four twenty-nine. Acts 4, 29. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness. That's one thing the church could use today is a little dose of boldness. Amen. Instead of walking out scared and afraid to pray for somebody, be bold Amen. as a lion in Walmart, in the grocery store, at your workplace. Be bold. They prayed for boldness. They prayed for boldness. You know why they prayed for boldness? They had just been called in by the Sahedrin. Mm -hmm. And they had been warned, strictly warned, that if you preach in this name anymore, you're going to be beaten, imprisoned, and you may die if you keep this up in his name. So they, they said, they strictly warned them, do not preach or say anything about this name anymore. We want that man's name to go away. Mm -hmm. And Peter said, I can't do that. So when he left there, he went with the, he got with the church and he started praying, Lord, this is tough. I know if I'm preaching that name, they're going to beat me with rods. They're going to throw me back in prison. This ain't no joke. There ain't no TV, air conditioned, and padded pews in the jail back then. That's right. They're rough. And they said, don't preach. And they prayed for boldness. Grant me boldness, Lord, that when I go back out there, I'm bold. I can keep preaching regardless of what I face. I'm going to be bold enough to keep preaching the word. Amen. Keep preaching that name, Jesus Christ. And then he said, that grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal. 
and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Man, I tell you, the early church didn't have no problem believing in the supernatural. That's right. They walked in it. I mean, it was like, hey, we're going to preach. We're going to pray for the sick. And if there's any demons holler and scream out, we're going to cast them out too. Amen. That was the attitude of the early church. Amen. they like, hey, we know what we've been called to do. We've been called to minister. We've been called to minister to the Lord. We've been, been called to lift up the name of Jesus. And when we pray in the name of Jesus, there's power connected. People start getting healed. People start getting delivered when we mention and preach that name. Amen? Amen. Now, if I preach this down the street, y'all, this ain't going to be accepted. Every church don't believe Jesus. Believe. Some people say this is radical believing. This ain't radical believing. This is normal. Right. This is normal book of Acts. Amen. This is what we're supposed to be doing. Yes. This ain't radical. Every church ought to believe in, in, in healing and ministering to the sick. Every child of God in the church can minister to the sick. Amen? Amen. Every husband in here can pray for the sick. Every wife can pray for the sick. You don't need no degree. You don't have to go to four-year college to get no degree to learn how to do this. It comes with just being a believer. Amen. Amen. Just being a believer. You do, if you don't believe me, you can look in Mark, in, in Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Jesus said, To all those that believe in my name, all those that believe in my name. He said, these signs will follow you if you believe. These signs will follow you in my name. They will cast out demons. Number one, they will cast out demons. Amen. Do y'all believe in casting out demons? Do y'all know they demons still out here today? Amen. Amen. He said, if you drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt you. He said you'll speak with new tongues. He said you'll take up serpents. And the last one he said, and you as a believer shall lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. There is the healing ministry again. But the number one was cast out demons. If you can't, you can't separate the preaching the gospel healing the sick, and casting out demons. If you leave out the last two, you've left out the ministry of Jesus. That's right. You've left out the ministry of Jesus Christ. It's all through the Bible. Thank you, Miss Ruth, for that amen. Uh, second thing, after you pray, when you go to the hospital room and you pray for the sick, hey, don't be afraid of that. Go in faith. If somebody asks you to pray for them, don't be afraid. Don't say, I don't know what to do. Learn what to do. That's right. Learn what to do. Amen. Get in your Bible and see what the Word says. But the Bible says, lay hands on, on the sick. You know, there's a transference of the anointing mm -hmm. and the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in you can flow out of you. 
That's why the Bible said they sunk in the touch. That's why Jesus, when he touched them, they were made whole. There's a transfer. There's like a river flowing. Hallelujah. Whenever faith, that whenever you believe in God and in faith and you lay your hands on them, there's a transference of the anointing that goes out of you into them as you pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Lay your hands on them. It's really so basic. But you'll be surprised how many people ain't never done it. The children get sick, they get fevers. What's the first response you should have? Lay your hands on them. Pray for them. Rebuke the fever. You know what Jesus did with fevers? He rebuked it. He rebuked it. He rebuked it. He rebuked it. Hallelujah. I rebuke this. Peter's mother-in-law. Fever broke. When you get a fever, hey, there ain't nobody to pray for you. Guess what? Pray for yourself. That's right. Come on. Lay your hands on yourself. Amen. Believe me, I've practiced this a lot. I lay my hands on myself. That's right. Come on. I, I speak to my body. I pray over my body. I speak the word of God over my body. Amen. Hallelujah. When the devil comes to attack me with sickness, I know that ain't from Jesus. Jesus come to set me free. He come to heal me. He didn't, the devil come to oppress me. Oppression, sickness is oppression. Right. If you don't believe me, if you agree that sickness is good for you, have you obeyed heaven? And jump up and down and say, thank you, Lord. But listen, sickness ain't come from the Lord. That's Jesus right. is the one taking it away. Yeah. He ain't the one putting it on. That's right. Amen. You, it's hard to get healed unless you understand the goodness of God, what Jesus has already paid for in full. If you don't know if it's his will or not, it's hard for you to get healed. Amen. So anytime you go to pray for the sick, number one, pray in the name of Jesus. Number two, go in faith. Don't ever let the devil steal it from you. That's right. If somebody asks you to go pray for the sick, hallelujah, you go. You don't need to pray and fast for three or four months and figure out whether you need to go or not. The Word of God already said, go lay hands on the sick. Go in faith, believing the Word. Do not let fear keep you from going. After you've been given an invitation to go pray for the sick, here's the next voice you're going to hear. The devil's going to jump up on your shoulder. He's going to have some kind of little, little demon jump up on your shoulder and he's going to speak into your ear. And the devil's going to say something like, well, brother, when you get there, what are you going to say? Mm -hmm. This might be new for you. Come on, Brother, when you get there, what are you going to say? And then the devil said, well, what if you break that oil out and you lay hands on them and nothing happens? Come on. You're going to look like a fool sitting in there. Coming in there and telling them that Jesus healed. And you're going to pray for them and don't nothing happen. So what if you don't know what to pray and what if nothing happens? And next thing you know, fear grips you. Right. You're like, man, I don't know. I just don't know if I'm ready for this or not. You know how many Christians always going around talking about, I don't know if I'm ready? Mm-hmm. It's time to get ready. Are we going to wait for them to die and then get ready? Come on. Let's get ready. It's A, B, C. 
<coughs> preach the gospel, heal the sick, cast out demons. That's the ministry of Jesus Christ. Amen. It never has changed. Have faith. Don't let the devil install fear in you and steal it from you, and you never go. Number three, you have to know the word of faith concerning healing, which means you have to know what this book says about healing. That's why I gave you so many scriptures in the beginning to let you know our God is a healer. Amen. And if you're sitting in here today and you're doubting what, what the word of God says, the devil's already got his hand on you. That's right. It's time to rise up in faith and believe God to do what the doctors say can't be done. Amen. You've got to know God's will concerning healing. So what is God's will concerning healing? Is there any uh, assurance on what God's will is concerning healing? Because a lot of people, when they, when they uh, get sick in the, in the church today, a lot of people just say this. They just say this. Well, if God wants to heal me, he will. Amen. You know how much faith you're using to say that? Huh? Not much. If God wants to heal me, he will. Well, what is God's will concerning healing? Now, what if we use that same question on healing for salvation? If it's God will to save me, he will. Right? Well, you know how many people uh, ain't going to get saved based on that? If God's will is to save me, he will. How many people are going to get saved off of that? None. The Bible says it's not his will for any to perish. He just done everything possible to save a sinner from going to hell. But the sinner must what? Believe That's right. in Jesus, in the work that was done on Calvary and through the resurrection. It's not God's will to anybody go to hell. So we have to apply our faith to be saved and we also have to apply our faith to be healed. In Matthew chapter 8, what is God's will concerning healing? There was a leper that came to Jesus. Y'all listen to me now. I'm just trying to build your faith up. That's all. I know God's will concerning healing. I can preach it with boldness. I don't have to dance around it. I don't have to wonder. I know God's will concerning healing because of what the Word says. It could take me six months to go through this. But ain't a ton of scriptures in there to prove that Jesus Christ is the great physician. Many people wonder, is it God's will in the church? They lay in hospital beds. They get sick. I wonder if it's God's will to heal me. This leper came to Jesus in Matthew chapter 8, and he posed a question to Jesus. He said, Jesus, I know you can heal me. But are you willing to heal me? Notice. He said, I know you can. Everybody in the church knows God can do anything. That's right. Amen. 
Most people will say, yeah, God can move, move a mountain. Yeah, God can split the Red Sea. Yeah, God can crush the walls of Jericho. Yeah, God can raise the dead. But the question is, will he do it for me? Will he do it for me? So God can do anything. The question the leper said, but are you willing to heal me? Jesus showed him that fast what his will was. No questions about it. Jesus reached out and touched him and said, be made whole. And the leper was cleansed. He was healed. He showed him his will concerning healing. He reached out and touched him and made him whole. It is the will of Jesus to heal. Yes. When you look at Jesus, if you want to know the will of God, all you have to do is look at Jesus. Follow Jesus. Jesus never did anything outside of the will of his Father. That's right. Jesus said, I think it's John chapter 6. Can't remember if it's 38. He said, I didn't come to do my will, but I come to do the will of him who sent me. That's what Jesus said. So Jesus said, if you see me doing it, I have approval from my Father that's already told me it's all right. He said, I know what my Father's will is. And listen, now follow Jesus throughout the Bible. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 23, the Bible said Jesus went, went into the, uh, the cities and he began to preach and teach the Word of God. And the Bible said, and he healed every sickness and every disease, all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. He healed them all. Wow, that is the will of Jesus. That's the will of the Father. And throughout the whole Bible, he keeps on healing people. Yes. He keeps touching people. He keeps having compassion on the sick. Yes. That was his life. That was his ministry. That was what he was anointed for when he came into the earth, was to set the captives free, to heal the broken heart. He came to heal, he came to save, and he came to deliver. Amen. 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 Know God's will. So whenever you go into a hospital room and you want to pray for someone, you don't want to pray over them if it be God's will. Concerning healing. You need to know what God's will is. Because faith is not activated until you know the will of God. Amen. That might be tough to swallow, but I'm telling you, 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 you're not in faith unless you know the will of God. Amen. And the word of God is the revealed will of God. God's word is the revealed will of God. Amen. You have to put faith in it. When you put faith in it, you can have what the word says you can have. Amen. Thank you, Brother Bart. Here's another one. Anoint the sick with oil. Mm -hmm. When you're going to pray for the sick, it's biblical. According to James chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, whenever you're praying the prayer of faith to anoint the sick with oil. When you praying the prayer of faith, what is the prayer of faith? The prayer of faith is whenever you step out on what God's word says. Mm -hmm. You put in faith in what God's word says. 
You have found the will of God in the word of God. And by faith, you're stepping in to lay your hands on somebody. Amen. That is by faith. Now here, there's times when the Holy Spirit will speak to you personally. And tell you to go see somebody and go pray for them. The Holy Spirit can speak to you. Other times, you may get wind or you may hear that somebody's in the hospital and you don't hear nothing from the Holy Spirit, but you know God's will is to heal. And by faith, you say, I'm going to drive over to Athens and I'm going to pray for them and I'm going to pray the prayer of faith and I'm going to speak the word of God on, over them and I'm going to lay my hands on them according to Matthew 16, 18. If I lay my hands on them, they shall recover. That is the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith. And the Bible says, the prayer of faith and anoint the sick with oil. And the prayer of faith will heal the sick. Amen? Amen. The anointing of oil. Uh, here's oil. You can get it in a small box. Mm -hmm. You can take it with you put it in your pocket. Yeah. I put a little... little uh, bottle in my pocket when I'm going to visit the sick and if I feel impelled by the Holy Spirit I anoint them with oil sometimes just by the prayer of faith I take the oil and I pray for them but I have been to people's houses uh, I got a phone call years ago and a lady said would you come pray for me I'm very sick, very sick, deathly ill and I said I'll come before I left the house the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I want you to take your oil, take the anointing oil, and I want you to anoint her with oil and pray the prayer of faith over her. I said, okay. I didn't heard from the Lord, take the oil, anoint her with oil. Is that biblical? Yes. James chapter 4, verse 14 and 15. Hallelujah. So anyhow, I go to her house, Brother Stan, uh, Jeremy, and I talk to her for a little while. I'm like, okay, now it's time to do the work of the Lord. I reach in my pocket and I take that, that little cap off that oil and I start to put it on my hand and she yells, What are you doing? Caught me by surprise. I said, What do you mean? She said, What you got in your hand there? I said, That's an anointing oil. I said, The Lord told me this morning before I left the house to bring my oil and anoint you with oil and pray for you. She said, Oh no, I don't believe in that. I said, why don't you believe in it? She said, my pastor told us, don't ever let nobody know what you were old. Boy, I felt like some, a, a donkey kicked me in my, in, in my midsection. I really got nauseated. A nauseating feeling came upon me just like that. I just about got sick to my stomach. And I said, what in the world just hit me? I knew it was a spiritual attack. And I said, ma'am, I said, I got my Bible, and I turned to James chapter 5, and I showed it to her in the Bible, and she said, I don't care what it says. You can't anoint me with oil. You know what I got hit with was the spirit of unbelief. That's what kicked me. Unbelief is a strong demonic spirit. And she said, no. And in three weeks, 
They put her in the dirt. You know why? I believe Jesus went there to heal her. I had specific directions from the Holy Spirit what to do to pray for her. And the Lord knew her condition. And he knew why she didn't believe. But you know what? She refused to do it the way Jesus wanted to do it. You know, we put God in a box sometimes. And we say, God, you're going to do it this way. There ain't going to be no other way. God said, I'll do it any kind of way I want to. Amen. When I pray for the blind, I don't have to just lay two fingers on your eyes. I can reach down in the mud and, and spit. And I might just rub that spit and the clay together and put it on your eye. You may not like that clay on, and dirt on your eye, but that's how you're going to get healed. That's right. Amen. Amen. The method might change, but the healer stays the same. Don't right. put God in a box. That's right. If he said lay hands on you and put all on you, Man, if I was deathly ill, I'd say pour the whole bottle on me. Come on, come on. Come on now. Just pour the whole butt jug on me. If I do it and I get well today, hallelujah, just lay it on me. Don't worry about my hairdo. Just oil me down. Man, I really couldn't believe it. But unbelief, I'm telling you, is a strong spirit. Unbelief is whenever you show somebody something in the Word of God and they still say no. That is unbelief. That ain't doubt. Doubt and unbelief two different things. Doubt is, I'm not sure. But unbelief says, I don't care what the book says. I don't believe it. And man, I tell you what, you ain't getting nothing from God unless you have faith. Y'all, healing is, is a broad section in the Bible. It ain't going to be able to be finished today. It's a very broad section, but you need to have plenty of Scripture. You need to know what God's will is. And you are, uh, God needs you in this earth to pray for the sick. Amen. It ain't something that you don't have, you don't need a diploma, y'all. You just need to know what God's Word says and go out and do it. And you'll be surprised what God will start doing if you'll start activating your faith. When I first got saved, I didn't know what to do, but I just read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the book of Acts, and I said, this is how they did it. This is the way I'm going to do it. Right. I'd go visit people and, and, and try to get people saved, and me and Debbie got a lot of doors slammed in our faces. Mm-hmm. But we you know what? After a few doors face, uh, got slammed, uh, closed on us, I said, let's try and do different methods. When they open the door, let's find out if there's any sick in there. And a lot of doors we open, yeah, hey, somebody in here sick. Grandmama's in here sick. So-and-so's in here sick. I said, you know what? Would you allow us to pray for them in the name of Jesus? You know what? They wouldn't listen to us. We'd just preach Jesus to them. But they said, come on in here and pray for them. And we go in there and pray, and we've seen Jesus start touching people. When they started touching people, guess what? They invited us to stay longer, and their ears were open. That's what healing does today in 2024 as it did in Jesus' day. It opened people's ears. Their curiosity. A lot of them didn't believe Jesus was the Messiah, but they were curious about this sign and wonders and miracles guy. Yes. Healing, deliverance. 
Y'all, I've seen things on the mission field. I've seen witch doctors healed. Seen the lame walk. Seen blind eyes open. I've seen deaf ears open. I've seen cancers not seen, but testified that the cancers were gone. Jesus does all kind of miracles. And today, I believe he wants to do something in this house. All you got to do is simply put your trust and faith in the Lord. No matter what the doctor said, put that behind you and aside. Let's believe that when we lay hands on you today, something miraculous is going to take place. Amen. Amen. If you're watching me by video today, it was our honor to, to preach the gospel of the kingdom. And we want to encourage you to get involved in the ministry of praying for the sick and setting the captives free. Uh, it's the ministry of Jesus Christ. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth and you shall be saved. Hallelujah. Jesus needs you in this earth. Hallelujah. He wants to anoint you. He wants to use you after you get saved. Go out there now and begin to do likewise. We love you. God bless you.